this. Okay. Just a voice record. We'll just pop that there. No worries at all. All right, let's open in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We just ask for just you to speak today, Father, for you to speak through me, Lord. We thank you that you have a message for each and every one here, Father. And we just ask you, Lord, just to have your way this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, who remembers the song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, For the Bible Tells Me So? We used to sing that all the time. I have a question, though. But do you really know that? Yes, the Bible tells us. But do you know his love? Have you experienced his love? 1 John 4, 4, 16 tells us, God is love. Whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. God is love. Whoever, oh, God is love, and all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 tells us, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. God has really been speaking to me about his love. His love for us, our love for him, but especially he wants you to know his love in everything that you do in your life in every circumstance, in everything that happens. He's been saying to me that when we understand his love, when we really understand his love, that's when our faith will grow, our maturity in him will grow. And this is what we need. Because we need to come into our full maturity in God to be able to do the work God has set for each and every one of us. God has a plan for each and every one of your lives. He has a calling on your life where he wants you to do something. And many people here have already stepped into that calling. But that does not mean you cannot have a greater measure of that calling. As we grow in our faith, as we grow in our maturity for God, so also does our giftings grow and the work that he has for us grow and sometimes change. Stuart got a calling to go to Bible college. He got a calling to be a pastor. But Stuart has now stepped into an apostolic role as an apostle. Because that is God's calling on his life. As he has grown in faith, God has put different callings, different places that he's wanted Stuart to go. And Stuart, in his love for God and God's love for him, has moved in that calling. And this is what God wants for each and every one of us to do. How do we do this? We do this through a relationship with God. 
When you think about our natural life, our human life, when something good happens, we want to run to that person who's closest to us, that we have a special bond with, that we have a relationship with, and we want to share that news with them. When something sad happens or bad happens, we want to run to that person for comfort. God wants to be that person in our lives. He wants to be that person that we run to, that we say, Lord, look what happened. Thank you for making it happen. Thank you for this blessing you have given me. When something not so good happens, he wants us to go to him. Whether it's, Lord, I don't understand. Help me understand. Lord, just help me through this time. But he wants us to have that relationship where we go to him. He's our first port of call. He wants to comfort us. He wants to rejoice with us and he wants to bestow blessings on us. The Bible says that mankind is made in God's image and God is love. We just heard the scripture. God is love. So if we're made in God's image, then we are love. And we are made to love, not only God, but each other. And not only each other here in church, but the world. We are to always display the love of Jesus to our community. You know, when we, even if you travel, display the love of God. You know, I just had, you know, a wonderful holiday away. But in that holiday, we were able to bless people that have done it much harder than we have through COVID in some ways. And I'm not saying anyone here in Australia has not done it hard because they have. But these people have done it hard and we were able to bless them. We were able to show the love of God in being able to bless them and help them. Love is in the Bible 686 times. God tells mankind that he loves them 310 times in 280 verses. So Jesus is the head of the body. The body is the church, which is us. His house, which is us, which is the church. Should be called a house of prayer. God wants us to love Him as He loves us. He wants us to be in that house of prayer, to be praying, to be that house of prayer, praying to Him, speaking with Him, communing with Him, because by doing this, we have a relationship with Him. We are being brought into His heart as we sit in that place just like we do in the natural with our friends and family. How do we get to know someone? We sit and we talk with them. We hear their story, they hear ours, we become friends. We have a relationship with them. God is asking us to do the same with him. You can talk to God just like we talk to each other. And he'll answer you. Last June was about hearing his voice. Hearing his voice is part of this relationship with him. Because as you learn to hear his voice, 
then you're building a stronger relationship with him because you're having a talk to him and he's having a talk to you. And you can feel his love in that because anything God is saying to you, even if he's sort of saying, hey, I really don't like you doing this, he's doing it because he wants to build you up. Because as he's building you up, you are able to go out and reach others and build them and bring them into the love of God. The evangelist, and I'm looking at you, Lois, I keep looking at you because, you know, the evangelist, they need to understand the love of God more than anyone because they're out there on the streets and they're displaying that love of God as they talk to people, as they listen to people's stories. And what do they give back? They give back the heart of Jesus. So, so important for our walk. So, so important for us to, to complete at the Great Commission of going out and bringing people to Jesus. We must understand the love of God. And we must have it. We've got to have the love of God. In Zephaniah 3.17, it talks about how Jesus... God wants a relationship with his children. We are his children. So how do we have that relationship? We have it through prayer. Praising him, singing to him, talking to him, reading his word. We must read his word. In his word is everything that we need to live our life, for him, living by his word, but it's also everything that we need to know how to love God and how much he loves us and how important we are to him and how important all mankind is. You know, we said today how God created the world and he said it was good. Why is it good? Because he created it and he created it for a reason. He created mankind in his image and it was good. Because he wanted us to commune together. He walked in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. They got to walk with Jesus. They got to walk with him. And that is no different for what he wants for our lives today. He wants us to walk with him. We can have that same relationship. People think he's an invisible God. But if he's in your heart, he's not invisible. If you've got the full love of God in your heart, he's not invisible. He's walking with you. You know, I walk around my house talking to God as if I'm walking around talking to Matt. I used to say to people, I'm so glad I live in the country because if I lived in the streets of Melbourne and my blinds were open, people would think I was a lunatic as they walked past my house. Wondering who's this person talking to? She's in there going, yeah, in in her house. I live in the country. People don't get to see that. I thank the Lord for that because, yeah. But it's because I talk to him all the time. I include him in every part of my life. I have been very blessed in my life. And I know it's because of God. You know, He's running after us. And I have really seen times in my life where even though I had walked away a little bit, I had been off doing my own thing, God never left me. 
I was blessed to be brought up in, in a CRC church. So I understood the love of God from a very young age. And I loved him so much. But due to circumstances, I walked away. But I can look back now and go, just because I never stopped believing in him, but just because I wasn't following him, he was still following me. He was still guiding me. And he brought me back to that love. And when he brought me back, he brought me back even deeper. He, he brought me back into a relationship with him, into a love that you cannot honestly experience in a natural world. We think when we meet our, our spouse, when we meet the, the person we're going to marry, that that's a love bigger than anything until you know the love of Jesus. And then you realise, oh no, there is something so much mightier out there that actually really does complete your life, that really gives you strength. If we haven't got that close relationship, if we've not experienced the truth of God's love, then it's time to find a way to do it. It's time to find your special way. How is God talking to you? How does God show you his love for you? It's time for you to sit with God, to commune with him. It's time for you to say, Lord, I want to feel your love so that I can walk in the truth and I can walk in everything that you have for me. I can grow in my faith for you. I can grow into maturity so that I can do the work for you. Because I live to work for you, Lord. I live to bring people to you, to know your word, to know your love. God's, you know, we know Jesus is not coming until everyone has heard the gospel. Well, we need to have a heart on fire to do that. And how do we get that heart? We get that heart from our relationship with God. We get that heart from having that intimate relationship with God. So it's time for us to come to God. If you haven't got that relationship, it's time to sit down with him and say, Lord, I want it. I want a heart for you. I want your love deep inside of me. That no matter what comes against me. Do you have a dream for ministry? Do you you have a dream to do something for God? Do you come to church and do you look around and go, I want to do what they're doing. But you feel sometimes maybe you're overlooked. Maybe you think you're equipped for it. Maybe you feel like you're being overlooked. Don't sit there and go, well, I'm being overlooked. Nobody's looking at me. Sit there and examine yourself. Say to God, why am I being overlooked? Why do I feel I'm being overlooked? Why am I not being used, God? Or why have I not been able yet to step into what my, the desires of my heart are? Maybe it's because you haven't really dug into that relationship yet. You haven't really dug into that deep love with God.
part of being able, a really big part of being able to go into that deep relationship with God is learning how to surrender to him. We must surrender everything. We must realise we cannot do anything in our own strength. It is only through God that we are able to do ministry work for him. I want to share one of the very first experiences I had. Um, at, At our old church, we had a house of prayer. It was a ministry of its own called the House of Prayer. And in the House of Prayer, it is through worship, it is through prophetic word that we minister through. And I was the House of Prayer leader for a long time, one of the Houses of Prayer. And in the very beginning... First off, I couldn't understand why the pastor had asked me to do it. I didn't think that that was me. I was like, hmm, don't know about that, but all right, I'm, I'm an obedient child. If the pastor thinks I can do it, then I'll get up there and I'll do it. And I used to try in my own strength to prepare for the house of prayer. And then it'd go along and I'd be thinking, oh, yeah, maybe that was okay. Anyway, one day I was heading to the house of prayer and... I had tried to prepare and I just couldn't. Nothing was coming together. So I got into the house of prayer and um, our worship leader came along who was going to be playing the music for the house of prayer because it's all done through through praise and worship. And I stood there and I went, okay, Lord, I've got nothing. You better do something. I learned that day to surrender to God. I learnt, That was the best house of prayer we'd ever had. Do you know what I stopped doing? I stopped relying on myself and I went in week after week not prepared. Week after week, letting God do it. Surrender it completely to him and he worked through me. I became that empty vessel that allowed God to work. That started my relationship with God. That gave me an understanding of what a relationship with God is like. And I feel blessed by that. So everything that I am today, where I am today, start, was, that was, my, I believe, my starting point because that's where I learned to surrender that brought me into a deeper heart relationship. I loved God, but that brought me into a deeper relationship because suddenly I was excited by what God was doing through me. You know, I, I, get, prof- I get prophetic words, and it might be one word. So I would be in the house of prayer, and I'd be like, okay, God would give me one word. All right. Okay, Lord, what am I doing with the one word? Sometimes I gave that one word and everybody else in the house of prayer, they actually brought the meaning of that word out because God had a message to give. He had something he wanted us to pray for. So surrender's your starting point. Prayer, worshipping him, 
the word. The word is so important. Never forget the word of God. Never forget anything that he gives you comes out of the word of God. Because do you know that one word, there's a scripture. There is a scripture that he wants brought out. There is something he wants brought out. So the word is so so important. The amazing turning point in my life came when I was going through an experience, a very, very hard experience, a very traumatic time, and I was crying out to God, I don't understand, Lord. I don't understand. I don't know how this can happen. Why does someone do this? And this has been going on for, for quite a while and it's actually part of my testimony. And one Sunday in church where I'm still going through this hard time and, and I thank the Lord that Matthew was standing right behind me because I got to experience the love of God. We were having communion and we were at the front and I'm still just, Lord, I don't understand. And I've got tears flowing down my face. And all of a sudden, I felt the love of God and I, I knew it was the love of God and it came from my head right down to my toes and my whole body just sort of fell backwards and the tears are flowing. But in that moment, I knew that no matter what goes on in my life, no matter what I do, where I go, I am loved by God and I'm okay. And that I can do anything he wants me to do. From that time on, that's when my teaching gift started to develop and started to show. That's when God brought out and started to show to our pastor and different people that I have a gift of teaching that I never knew I had. I didn't know it was there. But God knew it was there. But he knew he had to get me to a place. This has been a 12-year journey. 12-year journey. It was, I don't know, seven years ago or something when I learnt to surrender. (laughs) It was, I don't know how many years ago now, where this, probably five or six years ago when this happened, five years ago. But it's only been two, maybe three years of teaching, of learning how to teach. I'm still learning. I'm definitely still learning. But I haven't been able to do it without understanding first the love of God, without understanding a relationship with him. We can have all the head knowledge we like, but that doesn't mean you've got a relationship with God. So what do we need to do? One, we need to know that we don't have to have the confidence to do anything that God wants us to do because God will equip us. We don't have to worry about that. God will do that for us. What we have to do is go to God. Talk with him. He knows your desires, but speak them out to him. Lord, I want to be an evangelist. He'll equip you. He will equip you. But first, check. Check yourself. Check your spirit. Check your heart. 
Do I understand the love of God? Do I understand that, yes, Jesus loves me? Do I have God in my heart? Is he deep in here? Talk to him. Pray with him. Read his word. And just as I go to finish, I just want to say, if you feel you're not quite there yet, or if you feel that you want to go deeper, or if you know that you love God but you want prayer to go and do the work for him, then we are here to do that for you. We are here to pray with you. We are here to encourage you because that's what God has done for the leadership. That's why he puts leaders in the churches so that they can pray for you and they can help you step into your heart's desires if that's what God's plan is. So I encourage you, go to God. Check your spirit. Check that you've got that relationship because without the relationship, you're just doing it from your head and that's not what God wants us to do. Everything has to come out of love because God is love and we are made in his image, so therefore we are love and we cannot reach others if we do not display that love. So go to God. Go to God. Because he loves you. Why? Because the Bible tells us so. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah, I just want to encourage you that God is love. And he wants to give you love. And he wants to receive love from you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your love. We thank you, Father, that we can come to you. In so many of your worship songs, you talk about your love for us, Father. But we come to you in worship to love you, Lord. We come and we want to talk to you. We want to commune with you, whether it be here in church or in our homes. Because we want to show you the love we have for you, Father. We want to sing our love to you just like the angels in heaven do, around your throne room. We want to tell you how wonderful you are. But, Lord, we want that deep understanding. If there's those here today, Father, that need to feel your love for them to be able to pick themselves up in their lives, Father, I ask you to come now. And just fill them with that love. Have their hearts bursting, Father. Let them know that they are okay, Father, because you love them. That they can do anything for you, Father, because you love them, Lord. I ask you just to flow into each and every person here today, Father. I ask you, Father, to equip them now for the work that you have for them. That they be able to do that because they have the understanding of your love for them, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus, because the ultimate act of love was to die on that cross for us. So that we would be saved. So that we 
would live in heaven for eternity with you, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus, for that. And sometimes thank you does not seem enough, Lord. But thank you is the word you gave us. But Jesus, we love you. We love you and that's why we gather to worship you. That's why we gather to commune with you. We thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.